tell you what, that's not fair, is it? Uh, if you have your Bibles, if you would, take them and open them to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Preacher, do we have those cards? We've got those cards. Where? I'm sorry, I apologize. That was on me. Uh, I um, do appreciate you being here tonight. I do want to say this. You know, coming in behind Brother, uh, Brother Foreman and uh, talking about the Bibles and everything. Um, the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter number 6, the Word of God increased the number of disciples multiplied. So anytime you do something to get the Word of God out, it is going to benefit or help your church. And I'll give you an example with that. Um, a, a year ago, uh, Brother Bull was in Cambodia and... Uh, preached for one of the, the men that we've helped train and he had just started a church and he was there and there were about 15, maybe 20 people there at the, the little church, the little covered uh, uh, awning if you would and um, he got there and he said, now take your Bibles and open to and the, the, the pastor, the Kamai pastor, he said, preacher, he said, I, I'm the only one with a Bible. Yeah. And Brother Bowen said, looked at him and he says, why is that? He said, this is where we operate and this is what we do. And he looked out at the people and he says, uh, he said, I'm going to make sure you have 40 Bibles before I leave Asia. And uh, we were there in June. And in June, when we pulled up to preach on a Monday morning at 10 a.m., there were 85 people there waiting for us. It kind of gives credence to God and His Word. Amen. When the Word of God increased... The number of disciples multiplied. And, uh, now, on Friday, you will look and see in our video, at the very end of our video, you'll see a whole string of kids dressed in uniforms, and they're lined up getting a Bible. I was telling Brother Foreman a few years ago, BLMF donated 4,000, I think it was 4,000, maybe 5,000 Bibles to best, and we shipped those into India. And somehow or another, we got an invitation to go speak at a Catholic school. And we said, well, we'll be glad to come and speak. We, we would like to bring a gift to every student that is there. And they said, what gift do you have? And we said, we would like to give every student a whole Bible. And they said, okay, that would be great. Very different than it is here. We came in, and you'll see those kids lined up to receive a Bible. Now, we made sure they got that before we had chapel so that we could tell them where to turn, where to look at, and everything. And uh, we, we preached, and the, here's the amazing thing, is that right after we preached, and Brother Bowen gave an invitation and everything, the, the priest got up, and he says, Now, you heard the truth today. I thought, wow, if we could get more Catholic schools in America just to let us come. Amen. But uh, um, throughout this week, uh, Brother Foreman has started us out with talking about money. Now, if preachers talking about money offends you, then, then uh, can I remind you of Scripture where the Bible says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend thee. Amen. But um, uh, we... we um, uh, Miss Amy, is that right, Miss Amy? She, she made up some faith promise commitment cards. This is your missions conference. 
And we're going to be talking about faith, promise, commitment. Now, um, after the service, I want to make sure that everybody gets one of these cards. And I want you to go ahead and start praying. Put it in your Bible and start praying. Because it says, Calvary Baptist Missions, in dependence upon God, I will give weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or one time. Maybe you're some, somebody that wants to give one time the amount of, and it's blank there. I, I, as a pastor, I always hated the $5, $10, $20, $20, the checks. I always hated that because it's kind of like me trying to convince you what you want to do. That's my job, not my job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And so you'll fill that out, the amount of blank for the worldwide evangelism work of our church, Calvary Baptist Church here. And then on the bottom it has, please circle the category that best describes you, adult, teen, or child. Now, I do some of that, or I've asked uh, some of that to be done, because I've learned through the years of pastoring, uh, and please help us out with this, if you're going to give $5, then just put 5 on there, don't put the two zeros, because sometimes the men counting these or, or recording these are sitting there going, is that a, a decimal? Is that a chad, a hanging chad? Or, you know what I'm talking about? Right? And so if there's five and two zeros, and then it's a circle of a child, then I always say, well, assume that that's $5 because a child's not giving $500. Right? And so that just kind of helps. And that helps your church because you support 29 missionaries according to your uh, bulletin, your church bulletin. I, I've been here since yesterday. I've been snooping around. Just be honest. I got your bulletin. I started looking at your missionaries. I started praying. I've been praying for the conference, but I started praying that God would speak to your heart because your 29 missionaries depend on you. They depend on you. And so I'm going to start tonight, and I'm going to be talking about faith promise all week long. And tonight we're starting in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing so that you'll understand. I'm starting at the very end of what most people say are, are faith promise passages in Scripture, and we're going to work our way backwards, all right? So uh, tomorrow we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Friday, we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you come on Sunday, and I trust and hope if you're here on a Wednesday night, that means you'll be here on a Sunday. But on Sunday, we'll actually be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I think that is where Paul really starts out uh, some of his teaching on faith promise. But tonight, we're going to look at in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. And uh, I know that many of you worked, and I, I want to... Be mindful of this rule. He who speaks short gets asked back later. So to help me uh, help you to stay awake, if you don't mind, would you stand please uh, uh, so that we can read this passage of Scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you're able to stand, stand. And verse number 13, look with me if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Paul is writing, he says, But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. For we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ. 
not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. And tonight I want to speak to you on this subject, the regions beyond you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you first and foremost for the privilege to be able to call you Father. Thank you that you know what things we have need of before we ask. Yet, Lord, you have bid us to ask in your word. Now, Father, we come here this evening asking you to meet with us and to speak to our hearts. Now, Lord, to use your word or the presentation tonight about the importance of the word of God. And we have your word. What a precious gift that is to us. Lord, may we be reminded that there are believers around the world that are Bibleless. Lord, may we do what we can. May we do beyond what we can. May we trust you, Lord, so that when our faith is increased, the gospel can be preached. Lord, how do we know of the gospel but through your word? So use your word tonight, please, to speak to our hearts, to help us even now to begin to pray as to what you would have us to do to get the gospel to the regions beyond us. And we'll thank you and praise you in advance. In Jesus' precious name we ask. Amen. If you would please be seated. If you look with me in verse number 13, this is Wednesday night. Most churches have Wednesday night Bible study, right? And so tonight for the kickoff of Faith Promise uh, Missions Conference here at Calvary Baptist Church, we're going to do a little bit of a Bible study here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So you're going to stay with me and keep your Bibles open, right? If you don't have a Bible, grab one in the pew and look with me. But look with me if you would in verse number 13. Paul's writing, he says, but we will not boast of things. Notice this, without our measure. Without our measure. If you were to look up that word measure, it is the word ametrios. Ametrios, which means, and it's amazing to me how that our King James translators gave us to know what to do. Because ametrios is a word which means without limited portion. So you notice what they put in there, without measure. To help us to understand, you're talking about something that is without limited portion. Now, let's be honest. Most of us have limited portions, right? And he goes on to address that in verse number 13. He's, we will not boast of things without our measure, without our limited portion, but according to the measure. Now, this word measure is the word metron, which means limited portion. But according to the limited portion of the rule or sphere which God hath distributed to us, a measure or a limited portion to reach even unto you. Look with me if you would in verse number 14. In verse 14 he says, For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure or our limited portion, as though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far to you also in the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Notice what he says there. He said the limited portions that we had, the limited resources that we had, we used them and that enabled us to be able to get as far as reaching even unto you. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you are saved here tonight? This is a Baptist church, right? All right. So, so that tells me by your testimony of raised hand that you are saved. 
that someone with their limited portion was able to get the gospel to you, correct? Now, are you thankful that somebody took the resources that they had at their disposal and helped you to be able to get the gospel to you? All right, and so stay with me now. Look with me in verse number 15. He says in verse number 15, not boasting of things without our measure. There's that, that key word, without. We're not boasting of things without our limited portion. That is of other men's labors. Uh, he, he is saying there, Paul isn't going to boast that, that he was able to labor to have the portion that it took to be able to get. He's saying, no, listen, somebody else helped me with their portion so that they shared with me and distributed to me so that I could get to you and preach the gospel to you. Paul said, I'm not going to boast and say, hey, I, I look at what God has enabled me to do. He says, I'm going to brag on those that helped me to get the gospel to you. I promise you, most of your missionaries are not going, hey, look at me, what God's enabled me to do. Most of them are very thankful that you, with your limited portion, are distributing to them so that they can get the gospel to the regions beyond you. All right? That's why, that's why we're called co-laborers. Amen? And so look with me again in, in, in verse number 15. And by the way, Paul was a tent maker. He could have toiled with his own hands, but in so doing, that robs the churches that helped him of the blessing of being a part of it. All right? and, and so he says in verse number 15, uh, notice this, But having hope, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule, Abundantly. Notice this, he says, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged, or we shall be increased by, by you according to our rule, our sphere, abundantly or in excess, enough and to spare. In verse number 16, at the end of verse 15, notice the punctuation. Punctuation is very important in Scripture. All of you young people here that say, I hate English in school, you better study English. If you're going to preach the gospel and you're going to preach from a King James Bible, it's an English Bible, then you better know the English language. And punctuation is there important. The end of verse 15, there's a comma. It is talking about, uh, verse 16 is a continuing thought. And he's saying, when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you, according to our rule abundantly. Why? To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Paul's saying this is not some money-making scheme of how we can get out of not having to make tents. He's saying, no, this is your faith being increased because the gospel came to you and someone with their measure, their limited portion, helped us to get to you. And now you, because you have received the gospel, have a responsibility to help get the gospel in the regions beyond you. Are you with me tonight? All right, and so... He says not to boast or not to brag of the things made ready to our hand. All right, Now, uh, what enabled them to be able to do this? 
is because other men made things ready for them to be able to do so. All right, uh, we won't turn there for time's sake, but in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, how many of you know the, the, that 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, where, where they're talking about Paul and Apollos and Cephas and the divisions there with the church at, at Corinth, and Paul is coming in saying, who is Paul, who is Apollos, who is Cephas? We're nobody. It is God that gives the increase. All right, And so uh, when it's God gives the increase and that's when he tells us that we are co-laborers with Christ. All right, And all of that is there is to point out the fact that our job is to plant, our job is to water, and it's God's job to give the increase. All right, So if we're going to plant and we're going to water, hey, guess what you got to have? You got to have the Word of God to be able to plant, be able to water. All right? But... I, I remember several years ago, I don't know if you've ever heard a message, but I heard a message, a man that, that preached the message, entitled, Content, but Never Satisfied. Content, but Never Satisfied. Has, have you ever preached that here? You've never preached that here? Y'all have never heard him preach that message. Boy, maybe we can twist his arm and get him to preach it. You know, he outlines in that message about working and working and working, doing everything that you can do to reach whomever you're going to reach. We're going to say this at Calvary Baptist Church as the pastor. He's going to work all week long to reach people. But when Sunday comes, he's going to be content of what God has given as the increase because of the labor. But now wait a minute. Being content because you've worked and you've worked and you've worked and you come, you work all week long to get people to come to church to preach the gospel, Right? And then you sit there and go, okay, but guess what? Monday's another week. Monday's another week. You start all over again. Hey, you know what? This is another year. You say, boy, what we've done in the past, great, great. But we can't be like the children of Israel and say that we're going to live on yesterday's manna. We've got to decide what we're going to do from this year forward to the next year to, to what? take our limited portions and distribute them so that the gospel can be preached to the regions beyond you. Hey, we, we testified that the gospel came to you, that you were saved. Aren't you glad that somebody cared enough about you to share the gospel with you? So the question is, do we care about others enough to make sure that the gospel is being preached to them? See, that's, that's what this week is about. This week is about us making it possible so that the gospel can go beyond Memphis, Tennessee, beyond the southern Mississippi and the western Tennessee region and to the regions beyond you. All right? Now, I'm, I'm gonna, I told you it's going to be a Bible study. Turn over to Acts chapter number 1. Acts chapter number 1. Acts chapter number 1. In Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8, probably most of us could quote it if you've been to church for any length of time. It is what we say the last time that the Lord Jesus Christ himself gave the Great Commission. Four times in the four Gospels and once here in Acts. But I want you to notice in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Now how many times have you heard that word both? It means simultaneously. 
We have a job to preach the gospel here, but at the same time that you're preaching the gospel here in Memphis, Tennessee, you have a responsibility to help the gospel be preached in, in Ghana, West Africa, or in Bangkok, Thailand. You have a responsibility both simultaneously. But now, most of the time we skip over, and this is why, kids, this is why it's very important. And look with me in verse, verse 8. Both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria, and notice the next words, unto, unto. Do you know what that word unto is? It's a conjunctive adverb. You're looking at me going, wow. Huh. Say, Brother Hall, how do you know that? My wife taught me. She is a better English teacher than I am. It's a conjunctive adverb. It is basically saying, and until you get to the uttermost part of the earth. Have you gotten the gospel all the way to the uttermost part of the earth? See, this, this conjunctive adverb means that we are to keep getting and keep getting and keep getting and keep getting until the gospel gets unto or until it is preached in the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, we have a responsibility. I hear a lot of people say, oh, even so come Lord Jesus, the rapture is getting ready to happen. Well, the problem with that is, is the gospel has not been preached in all nations. In the book of Revelation, there is a verse there that says the gospel has to be preached in all nations. Now, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I would like to see the upper taker than the undertaker. So the only way for me to help speed that up is to work and to work and to work and to work as the first video was played tonight. Why? To get the gospel to be preached and all nation and all kindred and all tongues and all tribes. Right? But until we have a responsibility according to Acts 1-8 to keep going and going and going to get the gospel until it is preached unto the uttermost parts of the earth. All right? Now, turn over to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. I told you it was going to be a Bible study, right? I'm mixing in a little bit of preaching with Bible study. And Acts chapter 8, you have Acts 1-8, and then you have Acts 8-1. Remember, Acts 1-8, we're to preach the gospel in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and other, uh, until we get to the uttermost parts. <laughs> it's a tongue tire, right? And Acts 8.1 you have, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution at the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Seven chapters later they're still in one location. Jerusalem. They have yet to merge out into Judea and Samaria. So what does God do? If you won't do it yourself, I'll help you do it. I'll send persecution. Why? Because once that happens, it says they were scattered abroad. And what did they do? And verse 4, Then they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They, did, they finally get around to doing what they were supposed to do seven chapters earlier. But the church at Jerusalem was saying, Hey, you know, we like reaching our community. And God says, That's good. That's only one part of what you're supposed to do. It's to go to the regions beyond you. And he's saying, if you won't do it, I will send persecution to your church to help you get to that point. 
Now, folks, look at me and listen to me. This is not your church. This is His church. So He has the right to do with His pride what He would like to do. And if you will not honor His word, then guess what He's going to do? He's going to do what needs to be done. Now, I'm from Georgia. Pause there for that moment of reverence. Uh, I'm from Georgia, and I'm pretty simple about a lot of things. But you know, I learned something as I grew up. I learned that if I didn't obey my dad, consequences came. And I got to the point where I learned, hey, you know what? Hall, you'd be pretty smart if you just listened to dad the first time. It wouldn't hurt so much later on. Are you with me? Hey, can I, he's our heavenly father. It would be a whole lot easier for us to learn just to obey because then we reap the blessing instead of the chastisement. All right? And Acts chapter 8, look with me, keep looking with me in verse number 4, verse number 5. It says, we finally get them to where they're spreading out, right? In verse 5 it says, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Look down in verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Just a little side note, if you go all throughout the book of Acts, it refers to the word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. Because you don't know of the gospel without the word of God. Right? He says the word of God. Uh, they heard the word of God. Verse 15, who when they were come, Peter and John, uh, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. All right? they, they came and checked on them. Keep on going down to verse 25. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, Peter and John, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. Verse 26, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south. I've always loved that phrase. Especially when we were in Hammond. Arise and go toward the south. Yes, sir, Lord. Amen. Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. Notice that. I, for, for time's sake, let me just keep going. In Acts chapter number 10, you find that uh, Cornelius prays and his prayers are heard. And God sends an angel to him. And he tells him, sin for one named Peter, who is at Simon the Tanner in Joppa. And, and so Cornelius sends men to go down there and get him. And guess what they do? They come back up. You know how they did that? They were walking. They were walking. They were going to the regions beyond them that they could physically go to and still carry the gospel them on their own self too. Everyone is taking the gospel within the regions of their ability as much as they can personally travel to and get the gospel to. That's what they're doing. Now, are you with me in the book of Acts? Turn to Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 13. Now, I'm talking quickly so that we can get out quickly, right? Because he who speaks short gets asked back later, all right? So I know we're down south, so you're going to have to listen because I'm not going to draw my words out, all right? I'm going to give them to you rapid fire. Do you want me to speak Georgian? No? Uh, yeah, you do. Amen. All right. And, and, and Acts chapter 13, look with me in verse number 3 and 4. You have now uh, Paul uh, or Saul and Barnabas and the church at Antioch. And it says, when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, they sent them away. 
Verse number 4, So they, Saul and Barnabas, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they, what's the next word? Sailed. They sailed to Cyprus. Right here you have the first time them taking the gospel beyond the means of just what their own feet could carry it. They are now getting into a vehicle that will carry them into the regions beyond which they could physically go consistently and take the gospel to. Now, if you can physically and consistently go to Ghana, West Africa, then praise God that's within the region, regional scope that you have to preach the gospel. Now, can you do that? No. No. You've got to use means. What means? The means of God calling people to go beyond the region and which is your geographical region that you can physically carry the gospel to. It's called employing other people to go to the regions beyond you. Right? Are you with me? Okay. Now, the church at Antioch. In, in Acts chapter 13 and 14, you have Paul's first missionary journeys. That's what we refer to them as. In Acts chapter 14, look with me, and I'm going to pull it all together just in a moment. In Acts chapter 14, look with me if you would in verse number 26. And thence sailed to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they had, which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. You have here the church at Antioch, Saul and Barnabas coming back, and they were reporting to the church at Antioch. Why? Because the church at Antioch had taken part of their limited portion, distributed even to Saul and Barnabas, and financed so that they could get the gospel into the regions beyond where the church at Antioch could physically go taking the gospel to their own selves. That's called missionaries coming back giving you a report. Alright? It's all in scripture. It's all laid out of what we're supposed to do. The question is, are we going to do what's our part? Are we going to do what is our part? See, Paul and Barnabas had limited resources. They had a limited measure, a limited portion. And some of those that were in Antioch, they were without measure. Or they had more resources than Paul did. And they remembered, these people in Antioch remembered Acts chapter number 11, how that the gospel came to them from the church at Jerusalem, insomuch that they heard the church at Jerusalem in Acts chapter 11 having a hard time, and so they determined to send relief every man according as his several ability. Every man according to your ability is to send relief. What is the greatest relief any person can have? It's relief from hell. It's salvation. Alright, now. Brother Mike, will you help me out? We're going we're to make it practical here. I told you I'm from Georgia. I, I, now let's say that I worked at, or let's use you, Brother Allen, right? Will you help me? All right. Now, Brother Allen retired from Valero, right? All right. And so, Brother Allen worked at Valero, and he agreed to work at Valero for 20 twicks a week. Amen. It's a good deal, right? And so he's got his, his 20 twigs. He's got his paycheck, all right? And there's 20 twigs in here, all right? 
Now, if the kids like Twix and the moms and dads are okay with it, kids come see me after the service. You're not going to give mine away, are you? <laughs> it's not yours, Brother Allen. It's God's. And, you, and you're God. Yes, sir. <laughs> I am tonight. Now, there's 20 Twix in here. All right? Now, help me out. How many Twix belong to God? All of them. How many does God ask back initially? Two. All right? So two Twix go to, uh, two Twix go to the church. Praise God. All right? Now, now, he's got bills he's got to pay. And so we're going to make sure, let's see, Brother Allen's a, a good man and he's frugal and he's not going to live beyond his means, right? And so what do we got? Two, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven because we're still in America, 12 Twix, all right? So somebody help me out. How many Twix does he still have left? Six Twix left, all right? Now, we want him to be smart, right? We want him to be smart with his money, and so hey, at some point in time, he's going to retire, and he needs to have a little bit of savings for retirement. Amen. Right? So let's say if 10% is good enough for the Lord, 10% ought to be good enough for Brother Allen for savings, Right? So there's savings. So how many Twix are left? Four Twix are left. Now, now what are these four Twix? What are these? These going out to eat Twix? That was that. That was, uh, there you go. That was that. So, so let me ask you a, a question, Brother Allen. You have four Twix left over. Your needs have been met because God's promised right. to supply all of our need. That's right. All right? And so th this is your limited portion that you have right here. Now let me ask you a question. Do, do you want the gospel to go to Amen. Ghana, West Africa? Amen. All right? Now this is your limited portion. I don't see any twigs in his hand. <laughs> We're going somewhere else. We're not just going to Ghana. Right? right. Okay. I, I'm going to Southeast Asia. Thank you very much. You know, brother, brother, yeah, he'd like to get Bibles printed. Amen. And then you still have something left over that you can choose to be a blessing or whatever. You still have. Yeah. I didn't have any Twix before. Now I got one Twix. You know why? His faith was increased. And as he did, he distributed. What? He distributed out of his limited portion That's right. to help my measure or my limited portion. Now, wait a minute. What is this for? This is not for me to go, wow, man, praise the Lord, I got a Twix. Let's open it up and eat it. No. He distributed part of his limited portion. Why? So that the gospel could be preached and the regions beyond That's right. where he can go physically. Come on. So I have a responsibility. I, I'm not to come and go, hey, look at me, I got a Twix. I'm not supposed to boast. I'm supposed to say, thank you, sir, for helping get the gospel to the people of Southeast Amen. Asia. Amen. What's he supposed to do? Thank you, sir. Send the gospel to God. <laughs> yeah. Paul said, I'm not going to boast. All right? Thank you, gentlemen. Y'all be seated. No, you keep that. That's your, that's your payment. All right? 
Why did the church at Antioch take part of their limited portion and give it to Saul and Barnabas to get the gospel, to sail into Seleucia and get the gospel in that missionary journey? Because they understood Acts 1.8. And they had also seen Acts 8.1, what God had done. Right? Now we have a responsibility right here. Our Jerusalem, Memphis, Tennessee. You have a responsibility to get the gospel where you can physically take the gospel too, consistently. You also have a responsibility to get the gospel to the regions beyond Memphis, western Tennessee, northern Mississippi. You've got a responsibility to get the gospel into the uttermost parts of the earth. So how do you do that? You take part of your limited portion. What does Paul say? Turn with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll be done. We will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure as though we had reached not unto you. For we are come as far to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. Why? To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. Paul is saying we've been able to come as far as you in preaching the gospel. But he says our hope. Do you notice that? In verse number 15, having hope when your faith is increased. You know, there's some people around the world that are having hope this week. They're having hope that your faith's going to be increased so that the gospel can be preached to them. This week is all about increasing your faith with your limited portion. You take your limited portion and you share those that will be taking the gospel to the regions beyond where you can't physically go on a consistent basis. And then in so doing, it's our job as missionaries not to boast. Hey, look at what we got. It's our job to thank you and work to ensure that we do what your faith has increased and enabled us to be able to do. I close with this illustration. The feeding of the 5,000 the little lad had how many loaves? Five loaves and two fishes. I just read that this last week again. You know, it's amazing to me. The Lord didn't take the two fishes. He took the five loaves. Everybody always says, oh, poor little boy. Hey, he got the meat of the meal. The Lord took the five loaves. But those five loaves in that little boy's hands, that was lunch. That was his limited portion. But he took his limited portion and he put it in the Lord's hands. And you know what the Lord did with that limited portion? 
He fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, insomuch that they had 12 baskets of fragments that remained. You know, it's amazing. You say, well, oh, I don't have much. No, that's what Paul's talking about. Limited portion. You just take it and distribute it to get the gospel to be preached beyond you. And once you put it in the Lord's hands, it will be amazing what the Lord can do with it and how He can multiply it. The question is, will you allow your faith to be increased this week? Our Heavenly Father,